Thanks for checking out and subscribing to the Bro Talk Live podcast. Now, if you're interested in advertising on the show, hit us up on our Contact Us page on brotalklive.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating on iTunes or the Google Play Store. But most of all, enjoy the show. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a everyone doing um everyone's feeling okay i'm sick actually i've been hacking up a a throat all day um how is everyone else amazing i'm good so like they can't see me stuff in my face correct Uh, no they will not be able to see you unless i suddenly put the camera which i might do if i see you stuff in your face (laughs) put the camera on you so that they can see you and i was trying to squeeze so much stuff into one day i always do that like i always over schedule myself but um i'm doing okay i feel like uh we should have a reality show um we need to hire four people without anything to do just to follow us around i agree that would be awesome on tonight's show uh we're going to be talking about the breakfast club uh, we're also going to talk about an nfl player called jamal called named <laughs> jamal adams um the con- uh, no Confederate, and uh, we're also going to be talking about the Mooch and Ty Gotcha. Nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, John MVP McCain. Um, that is tonight's rundown uh, on the show. Ty, uh, is it delicious? What are you eating there? Um, chicken and rice is actually quite good. Okay. Well, like a little gravy on it, or is it like Mexican style chicken and rice? Jason, I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> Dex the one, how are you? Dex the one here, reporting live for duty. Super excited to be here. Excellent, Excellent to have you in. Really, really looking forward to your input on today's show. Bill, what's up, bro? I'm depressed. Why are you depressed? What's going on? Do you want to talk about it? I think I broke my phone now. I still don't have a computer. Oh my God. I have to go pick my computer up later this week. Like, I'm just. It, <sighs> Are we missing headphones this week as well? Because we can barely hear you. Like, do you not have headphones either? Did you lose those? That's my point. No, I do have headphones, but I, now I gotta look stupid. Okay. Well, put those in as soon as possible so we can um, hear what you're saying. Um, Todd, do you have anything else to say as far as how you're doing? No, I'm quite well. That's it. <laughs> Pro Talk Live, we're right on the mark. Starting the conversation of this week, um, what's your take on the Breakfast Club boycott? Um, this is something ooh, that is ooh. <laughs> something that's sweeping across the internet, and we're going to talk about it because that's what we do on this show. We talk about the things that people want us to talk about, whether or not they're uncomfortable. Speaking of uncomfortable, little Duval was on the Breakfast Club. Um, if you don't know who little Duval is, he is a hood comedian, um, who makes his way around local taverns and establishments, um, that are known to attract city dwellers. Um, and so he was on the breakfast club. (laughs) Taverns. (laughs) Saloons. Ballrooms. Um, he was, he was asked about, for some reason they asked him about the transgender ban in the military because someone thought that that would be a good idea to do because the breakfast club is responsible like that. They're able to handle such conversation. Um, so they asked him about Trump's travel, um, transgender ban in the military. And he said, quote, I'm just doing my thing. Shout out to all the trannies out there. So as soon as he said that, you should have known that you didn't need to do any follow-ups because what else was going to happen? It was going to be messy. Um, and it was, he was later asked how he would react if for some reason, after dating a woman for four months, she revealed that she was transgender. He said, this might sound messed up, but I don't care. She dying. Charlemagne um, followed up that by saying, that's a hate crime. You can't do that. You've all said you manipulated me to believe this thing my mind, I'm gay now. There should be some kind of repercussions for that if you do that to somebody. Until then, I'm going to have my own repercussions. Charlemagne then agreed that a transgender woman who didn't disclose her gender at birth should go to jail or should face some charges. Um, they also followed that up um, 
what's his name, DJ Envy, decided to show Duvall a picture of Janet Mock's book. Janet Mock, who was there earlier in the week, um, talking about trans rights and stuff like that. Duvall um, was asked by Charlemagne, tell me she ain't pretty. Duvall responded by saying, nope, that nigga doing his thing, though, ain't fitting to get me. Um, he then went on to defend his statement saying, I didn't say I'm going to kill all transgender. You, you got to put words in my mouth. I said, if one did that to me and they didn't tell me, I'm going to be so mad that I'm probably going to want to kill him. I can say what I want and do what I want. And people understand where I'm coming from talking about himself as a comedian. They know I'm not coming from a place of malice. They know I'm just speaking my mind. Well, um, one of the most famous transgender people in Hollywood, Laverne Cox, uh, did not really like that. She said, some folks think it's okay to joke about wanting to kill us. We have free speech, but that speech has consequences and trans folks are experiencing the negative consequences with our lives. It hurts my spirit because this isn't funny. Our lives matter. Trans murder isn't a joke. And Janet Mock, the person um, who Duval would not admit um, was pretty or did not want to say anything about, um, she went on uh, I think it was a Hollywood reporter or somebody like that um, or variety something. And she wrote this, the host laughed after using my image as a literal prop just days after I was a guest on the same show for laughs, vitriol and a deeper call and justification for violence. Just so we clear on a black program that advocates for the safety and lives of black people its hosts laughed as their guests advocated for the murder of black trans women who are black people too. Uh, Duval went back to TMZ. He was on TMZ looking, <laughs> looking like a crack. I don't, I don't know why he, why he looks so rough <laughs> in this picture. <laughs> this is a screenshot from the statement. Um, he said, I said that because the hosts were saying, taking away someone's power of choice. And that's what you did. Uh, when you take away someone's power of choice, it should be criminal. I don't got no problem with transgender. I got no problem with gay people. I got a problem with someone trying to take something from me. That's psychological damage. Um, and then that's when the whole Breakfast Club boycott hashtag came about. Um, someone saying April Rain said, I'm here for this. Charlemagne has become way too comfortable and has been damaging to us in the process. Hashtag Breakfast Club boycott. Um, and then Leslie Mack said, I'm not famous and I won't ever be invited on that show, but I'm asking those who are and have to step up as well. The unfettered display of violence, unfettered, that's another word, huh? Um, against black trans women is something we as cis black women cannot stand for. This should mean the end of the breakfast club. We cannot allow this violence against trans women. I'll be amplifying their voices. Guys, what's your take on the said breakfast club boycott? Who wants to go first? All right. Well, thanks for volunteering. <laughs> um, you're trying to get me boycotted um, by a group of people that is probably the only group of people that's in my corner at this point since I've offended the Orientals and everybody else at this point. <laughs> um, it, yikes. It's so, okay, so the entire thing is problematic. Um, number one, the first thing I have to take an, uh, take umbrage with, there's another one for you, Ty, take umbrage. Umbrage. Um, <laughs> umbrage. Is that this fool said, am I... In my mind, I'm gay. Or I'm I'm gay now. Well, if that's in your mind, then sis, you <laughs> you should live. What's the problem? Huh. Um, but I and I want I want you to hear me out before y'all start going crazy. I understand where he's coming from. I'm not saying what he's saying is right, but I understand if you are going to deceive me there definitely should be some sort of repercussion. But okay. not death. Period. Uh, no, I'm not saying that you ought to be going out killing people, lynching them, hanging up to No. But there should be I some mean, sort of repercussion. This is a serious issue, and um, the reason why people took it so seriously is because it does happen. Um, a few years ago, um, here in Philadelphia, I know there was a trans woman killed pretty violently, actually, um, I don't know the story behind it, but I know that um, it's probably about three or four years ago, I'd have to say, um, not too far from where I lived. Um, so I understand why people would be so upset about it. But people have to also understand that people do have the right to choose the, the uh, pronoun that they like to be with. Um, so if I'm telling you like, you have to let people know these things, like, period. 
Like, and, and, that's, just, and that's what they that's what they were saying that Janet Mock, the person who was on the show last week, the one who they showed the book cover of, they asked her about the same thing. And she said that she does tell all of her partners up front. And I, I don't know why they brought up to Duval in the first place. I, think yeah, I mean, that's, and that's all I'm asking. Like, like, I think that everyone has the right to his or her own opinion. Um, you can be with for trans um, people. You can be against trans people. I really don't care. The only thing I care about is the power of choice. And people should have the choice of who they want to be with. You cannot trick someone into being with you, um, presenting yourself as something. Like, I don't think that that's fair. Um, if you're proud of who you are, you should tell people who you are. Like, I can't walk around telling people that I'm not African-American because clearly I am. Um, or, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want right. to misrepresent yourself. You should be proud of, if you're proud of who you are and what you um, have accomplished, then be that person. Give other people the choice of whether or not that's what they want to engage in. And that's that. I think, um, and that's all I was trying to say. Thank you, Tassin, for eloquently stating my view. <laughs> Thank you. I think what, like, the biggest takeaway of this, because this is about the Boycott Breakfast Club, I think what the community is looking for is, is some advocacy. Like, I think what they wanted during the, the whole entire, like, you know, Breakfast Club interview was for somebody, and, and they did, in a sense, like, kind of step in and say, like, you know, not death and you know they kind of stepped in and said it's a hate crime and this then the third but like i think what they want is someone to take a little bit of responsibility jason you alluded to it when you said i don't understand why they would ask um little devolve that question anyway um it, it, it's irrelevant and I, and I feel like they asked that question provoking that type of response like that's kind of what you guys reached out and pulled out people are making fun of this community and like that that is a problem and ty you referenced something a couple of years ago where a person was a trans person was killed um just last week actually in jacksonville mississippi there was a um trans person that was stabbed 119 times because of because they didn't tell the person that they were with that they were trans and they were killed. And I think taking this conversation a little bit further, it is important to identify to people like who you are, you know, like and, and what you are, whatever, because you you don't want to end your you don't want your life to be in jeopardy because you withheld information about how you were born. And also I don't think, know how people are going to react. Exactly. Like. I mean, and I understand that you might, you might say like this person might not want to talk to me when they think, when they find this out, but I'd rather you be safe than sorry. Like I'd rather right. you let the person know. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how they're going to react if they find out find that yeah. you didn't tell them. I think that there are people out there. I think there are people out there who, who genuinely don't mind. And so you just have to find those people and and express yourself with those people. Like you can't force someone to be into something that they don't want to be in. So I mean, I, it's that simple. And I just want to make one more point about this. And like, like for me, like when I look at something like this, I don't. I feel bad for people who are being treated like this. I do. I feel bad for them genuinely. But I also feel like currently, maybe in the last two years or so, like this trans thing has really taken on like. A life of its own like you hear more about it like it's mainstream now you, you you're more we're more educated in a sense about it like it's information out there about this and people are really trying to like I, some people obviously aren't aren't for it, but there are people who advocate behind this and trying to understand it like me i don't know much about it i'm trying to understand it so every time i see something in the news about a trans person like you know, I, I read it because this is new. This is, you know, so when I see the thing about Donald Trump, I'm like, this is not okay, Donald. Like, I don't want to go to war at all. So if you have these people who are willing to do it, let them. Right. Go. That's I what I was saying. Like, I don't, I don't want to go to war. So don't be trying to get me to go. No, I'm knocking on my door because I ain't going. But my final point, he ain't I even go to war. He can't go knocking on nobody's door. <laughs> but my final point I wanted to make about this is just kind of with the trans community is that like, while we're talking and we're being, you know, obviously on the, we're, we're defending in a sense, like, you know, your rights and who you are and everything. I also think it's very important to really grab the entire community. Like you guys are at the forefront right now. And I know with every community, there's people who are doing things that you don't think are cool, but just last week, we were advocating for you guys to still be able to be in the military because everybody has an illness like, or, or needs medical attention. But when you also are arguing for these rights one day and then you turn around the weekend and you see a trans person exposing another person for like, you know, messing with them and sleeping with them or whatever, you really throw a blow to your entire movement. Because right now people are laughing and joking about this Bobby Valentino, alleged Bobby Valentino stuff. And it's like it really casts a dark cloud over the trans community. I think you guys are doing yourself a major injustice by not speaking out against that. Like you, the same people, Laverne Cox and all these people who are speaking out 
about other things that are not working for the transgender, talk to your own people and let them know that you can't be exposing people and throwing this stuff out there if you want us to be, you know, looked at and taken serious. Okay. Um, so just for the, just to answer the question, are you, are you for, or are you against this boycott, this breakfast I'm club boycott? It. You're against it? I don't understand the purpose it. of it. It's, it's not, it's, it doesn't have a purpose. The people who watch the, bre- the breakfast club, I mean, people who listen to that show are honestly not about to boycott it because he that's said things about trans people. I mean, and, and that's honest. So Because they probably agree. Um, and they had literally, they had, on that same exact interview, the real side chicks of Virginia or something like that was on Charlotte. that show. Charlotte, whoever these, whoever the hell these girls are. So they had them on the show earlier in that week. They had Bernice Bar- Burgos on the show. It was just like, it was a week of what the hell was going on on the breakfast club anyway. So if you're still listening to it, I mean, I don't think this is going to, the not not breakfast club thing's going to do anything. Right, in, right up your alley. Yeah, right. Yeah. And Duval always says crazy stuff. I'm not giving this, I'm not giving him a pass for saying this, but you can't expect Duval to be the most educated or speak the most sensitively um, about these type of topics. That's but just you cool. can, but you can hold the Breakfast Club and their producers accountable for what for the content that they're putting out. You can, correct. I think that's you the job. They didn't have to ask that um, question, period. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's the job of people who fund this show with all their advertising stuff. That's their job to worry about that. Now, don't try to be messing up nobody's check. Like, relax. <laughs> um, is NFL player Jamal Adams tripping? Uh, this guy is a person um, who I had never heard of before this past couple of days. And um, he decided to speak out uh, when the topic of CTE, the brain injury, um, that football players have seemed to get more often now, Um that has come up and they asked him about it. And he's basically just went off in a direction that most people didn't see him going off in. And this is him sitting right next to the NFL commissioner while saying this, I can speak for a lot of guys that play the game. We live and breathe it. This is what we're so passionate about. Literally. If I had a perfect place to die, I would die on the field. And that's not a lie. But again, I'm all about making the game safer. Um, Roger Goodell uh, was asked about this after the event. And he gave the statement saying, I think, what he was really making the point of is how much he loved the game and how passionate he is about the game. It's just something that means a great deal to him. I get the emotion of that. Um, a fellow NFL player, Martellus Bennett, uh, had this to say, look, football is great, but I'm not dying for this. I hope all these young cats that are willing to die for the game of football find a higher purpose in life. Um, people are on both sides of this saying that, you know, this guy is crazy for saying this and he has no idea um, what CT even is. If you wouldn't have said this, blah, blah, blah. Guys, uh, do you have a problem? Is he tripping um, with the statements that he made? Absolutely. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I really like what I do and I'm super passionate about it. But I, if I, the last place I want to die is in the school. <laughs> in fact, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I, I think I'm the one. Damn, am I really dying in this damn school? I will be pissed off. <laughs> it's not that serious. Like, relax. I think it's really important am... that he notes like what CTE is and like really grasp an understanding of. But there was a recent study done where 11, 111 football player brains were examined, and all but one had CTE. Like, that's a problem. Like, you're really in a sport that can kill you. So, like, I don't know if you're joking about this when you say this stuff or if you really believe this, but you really need to, like, just just take a second and just think about what you're doing and what you're saying and the message that you're putting out. Because I, I, I genuinely don't think that's what happened in the situation. Um, the issue I have is not that it's just – see, because people just throw out this letter CTE and people don't even understand – that it's a cognitive brain disorder and it literally like wears your brain out to the point you don't have a brain. Your brain is non-functional. I am not trying to wear my brain out that badly anywhere, not church, not at a school, not anywhere. I, and the last place I want to die, like Tasha, is my place of employment. You mean to tell me I got to <laughs> live here all day long, eight hours a day, for 188 days, and you mean to tell me I'm finna die right here? Absolutely not. Well, I'm going to be pissed. Um, a couple of people brought up some some varying um, ways of looking at this. I mean, this is number one, a 21 year old kid, um, way younger than all of us. Let's not give excuses. Uh, number kids, two, not, 
Number two, um, he wasn't necessarily saying that he wants to have CTE. Um, he was just saying that if he's going to work hard at something and kill himself possibly in the process, he would like to do that on the football field because that's just how much he he's only get. 22. His brain hasn't even matured yet. Next. We're not even taking a statement. Why are we even taking statements from him? Next. <laughs> um, I mean, does this change anything? Do you guys, do, is it, so there's nothing that you're passionate about that you feel like, oh, I could die doing this and be fine. No. You know what? To be honest, the only thing I would put my life on the line for is defending the faith. That's it. Everything else is a joke to me. Like you not happening. I'm not dying doing anything else. I feel silly saying that. Like there are things that I'm very passionate about in life and I will go hard to get them done. But like to say that I would die for these things, like you sound crazy saying that. Like you, you, okay. Okay. You didn't say you want to get CTE specifically, but like, how exactly are you dying there? Like, think about what you're saying. You sound stupid. And then to defend this and use the fact that he's 21 years old kind of speaks volumes too. He's 21. Don't pay attention to what he says. Like, come on, like that. I'm just the excuses. We have to stop that. I'm not making an excuse. I'm saying we shouldn't even listen to the boy. No, I'm not. You're he he obviously giving these statements. Like, like what? Are we, what is this for? Right. Well, um, I just found it interesting that the commissioner really had a chance there to say something while the guy was there and be like, "Whoa, what the hell? Are you? Nah, we don't want you down on the football field." But he literally, when he said it. People applauded, like they started clapping in the crowd, and it was really yeah, weird. Like, Jason, oh, wow, here, here's the other thing: the only statements I want to hear from Roger Goodell is that he's no longer blacklisting Colin Kaepernick. It's okay for somebody to hire him. I don't want to hear anything Cole. out of his. Wife. I don't. Cole. I don't. Colin. 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 It's spelled Colin. He'll be all right. Everybody will live. Hire the boy, okay? Yeah. Hire the man. <laughs> That's the point I'm making here. Is there any circumstance where you can see yourself watching the new show Confederate? No. Um, uh, if, you no. if you haven't heard of this show, um, I'm Game Chronicles. Of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, it's by the creative Game of Thrones. It chronicles the events leading to the third American Civil War and takes place in an alternate timeline where the Southern states has successfully succeeded from the Union, given rise. I love that. that phrase is just so mm-hmm. racist. Given rise to a nation um, in which slavery remains legal and has evolved into a modern institution. The story follows a broad bunch of characters on both sides of the Mason-Dixon demilitarized zone, freedom fighters, slave hunters, politicians, abolitionists, journalists, and the executives of a slaveholding conglomerate and the families of the people in their control. The writers are black. Um, They are a husband and wife duo. Um, One of the writers' name is Malcolm. And he says, this is not a world in which the entire country is enslaved. Slavery is in one half of the country and the North is the North. Um, the imagery, there should be no whips and no plantations. Now he has also um, been a writer on the show Empire. So I'm not sure if that tells, <laughs> tells you anything. About <laughs> that doesn't make it worse actually. <laughs> he probably, Empire's had some of the worst scenes for black people some that I've the ever the seen. The worst before. writing ever. So I, I, I'm I not impressed by he was writing on Empire. And um, he said he right. from looks of things barely. <laughs> April Rain was also leading um, this uh, hashtag protest, just as she did um, Breakfast Club boycott. She said many are concerned about the HBO show Confederate. Uh, for stop! 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 She's already protested one too many things. She has too many causes. <laughs> we, we need to listen to somebody else. <laughs> you know, I don't do well with those. <laughs> She is kind of like the Twitter DeRay at this point. Um, she she also is. The, um, she started her hashtag career with Oscar So White. So that's what got her um, popular. And then she did that too. Yeah, she did Oscar So White. That was her. This is the hashtag queen. <laughs> she is the queen. Like in her bio, she just has them listed. Like it's, it's amazing. She got verified for it and everything. Let me follow her. Um. Yes, she said, many are concerned. Uh, we believe the time to speak up is now before the show has been written or cast, before HBO invests too much money into Confederate. Someone also said, it's dangerous to present alternate histories when people are still not clear on the facts. Hashtag no Confederate. Let us be clear. Confederate will be a show that panders to the fantasies of racists and it will hurt, it will hurt an entire community. Exactly. Um, and April, I like this last one that April said, um, one wonders what role Dylan Roof might play in HBO's Confederate. You remember him, right? Mm. Maybe he'd be a slave hunter. Hashtag 
no, Confederate, the president of HBO's programming, um, heard about all of this uproar and he decided to speak. Everyone understands that there is a high degree of getting this right. And if you can get it right, there's getting real opportunity. Right. <laughs> get it white. There's getting real... it right. Uh, Only way you can you... get it right is to get it all. Uh, TV. If you, oh. if, if, how about that whole sentence? If, so he's, he's willing to risk it. He's already admitted he's willing to risk it. I if see. you can get it right, there is real opportunity to advance the racial discussion in America. If you can draw a line between what we're seeing in the country <laughs> today with voter suppression, mass incarceration, lack of access to public education and health care and draw the line to our past and shared history, that's an important line to draw in a conversation worth having. The producers acknowledge this has a high degree of difficulty. It's a risk worth taking. I don't agree that it's worth taking. I think that the rise of Game of Thrones, because there are plenty of fantasy novels out there that are just waiting to hit the television and they need to get reading on some real television worth watching because that's bullshit. We don't want to see Confederate. Um, and if HBO didn't automatically come with my subscription, I'd cancel it the minute I saw that on there. You call them up. Well, let me say this. Take it, off, take it off your bill. I'm like, I don't want HBO. I want it all. I'm going with stars now. <laughs> the only risk that is worth taking in these United States of America is get is Donald Trump getting rid of Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions III as the leader of the Confederacy. That's the only risk worth taking. <laughs> That's it. Do you think he's going to be Nothing on the show? else is worth it. So I, you know, I actually yeah. disagree. Overgod, I absolutely Docker. do. Um, I don't agree. Like, I, when I, give it a I shot? when people do stuff like this, where they're like, you hear something like this and it sounds crazy or whatever, and you're instantly like, what the hell are you doing? Wait for the show to come out. Okay, okay. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> like, watch the show first before you're like, no. shooting this show. It's, it's insane to me that we're even having to discuss people going off based because of the little synopsis that they read of something. Like, we have to stop doing that. Like, no, I remember, no. I remember I did that with the movie Get Out. When I first saw the preview for Get Out, I said, what the hell? No. And the movie was amazing. It was a great movie. And it's like, we have to stop doing that. Like, let these people in entertainment work. People in entertainment, believe me, behind the scenes, they know what they're doing. Oh. And everything is not going to oh. be out there That's to a big people. But at least so, like, not going to be like, you don't want to follow up. Look, listen. And wait, think about it like this. From Game of Thrones to this utter nonsense. Oh, I've, never, I've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones in my life, so I, that, that means nothing to me. But think about it like this. But think about it like this, though. You can withhold your opinion then. No, no, listen, no. Listen, listen, listen. This, is, <laughs> uh, uh, this is an unacceptable transition. Um, we don't want to see this on television. We do think not want to see it. Write a book, write a novel series first. We'll read those and we'll tell you whether or not you're, you're able to do it right. <laughs> think about it like this, though. If this was one of us making this movie, I would be like, eh, I don't think we need to hear that. But think about it. These are Caucasian Americans who are not American. They're going to come on here and tell this story. And do you know who's going to be pissed about that? It's not going to be us. It is going to be <laughs> the rest of the world who doesn't look like this. They're going to be pissed when they hear this and see this and see this depletion of how they've been put out there. Like this is going to make, I'm telling you, this is going to bring things to light that we really need to discuss. Okay, that's, that's a, a story. And it's going to work. Sorry. I'm I'm sorry because Billie Holiday's uh, Strange Fruit wasn't bringing it to life enough. Like, was the night My brother, my brother. We are in 2017. Jim Crow... Come on and join us. Jim Crow laws, not enough. I don't understand. Was the Civil War not enough? Was the plantation not enough? Was a transatlantic damn slave trade not enough? What more do you need for a confederacy? Like, what more do you need? America in 2017 is still a damn confederacy. How about that? You don't... How about you? How about you walk outside of your house? That should be enough for you. Or maybe not. Right, last you're year, not seeing how about the year before last? The, the fact that cops are still killing people that look like you for no reason—that's not enough. That's not symbolic of the Confederacy. No, Is that I, not think, I don't think. Again, like you obviously, it's not. Your connection might have been off when I was speaking. But well, like I said before, <laughs> Please don't play with me. <laughs> Like I said before, I don't necessarily think it's going to be something that's going to teach African-Americans. I really think it's going to teach like Caucasian-Americans. They're going to look at themselves. Um, any any <laughs> Caucasian-American <laughs> out there who is not able to see this does not want to learn. This show is not going to teach them a damn thing. Kind of we'll, 
What kind of Americans? I cause you, I'm trying to be politically correct. You know, I'm not saying like, that. No, I don't know. I don't care what you say. Who doesn't see it by now does not want to learn it. That's that. <laughs> All right. So um, we have two no's, one yes. Not I you. might. I have to see like the first episode. Um, or I have to see a trailer or something like that. Thank I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge you. off of the words. I will judge off the trailer. I'm judging from the words. I judge books by their covers because I don't waste any time. You couldn't come up with a good cover. Then you didn't, you, <laughs> your work is not worth seeing. Come on here, because some books are self-explanatory. <laughs> All right. Uh, who are you most proud of this week? Last one. Uh, we can make this quick. Uh, number one um, is <laughs> Bill's hero, John the MVP McCain, um, who casts um, one, of, one of the deciding votes in the Obamacare um, repeal vote there. Uh, so Obamacare lives because a lot of people are saying John McCain and two other Republicans that didn't get near the not- notoriety that John McCain got. Um, number two uh, is the mooch. Um, he uh, got himself basically fired by talking to the New Yorker with these quotes, including um, the second and this third one here are just true. Amazing. Like just really amazing. What I want to do is I want to get effing kill all the leakers and I want to get the president's agenda on track so we can succeed for the American people. I'm not Steve Bannon. Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own cock. I'm not trying to build my own brand off the effing strength of the president. I'm here to serve the country. The mooch was talking um, and then he got abruptly dismissed from his duties. Uh, (laughs) Um, Number three, uh, Rince Priebus. This is a caption um, from the Washington Post. And... um, (laughs) After he resigned at one point during a meeting in the Oval Office, a fly began buzzing overhead, distracting Trump as the fly continued to circle. Trump summoned his chief of staff previous and tasked him with killing the insect. According to someone familiar with the incident, he would also um, call him Rincey. So that was his nickname. (laughs) (laughs) And thusly, he resigned finally. So guys, who are you most proud of? McCain, the Mooch or Rincey? Um, I think I am most proud of Donald Trump in this moment because I feel like he puts the Y on everybody's name. Like he calls Amarosa Ami. Like I just, I just, I just need these nicknames at this point. He probably calls <laughs> it because like Rosie O'Donnell, it's the irritator. Donnie, go. he probably calls her Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with, with John McCain. I think yes. John has made a lot of very questionable decisions and comments. Um, aside from bringing Sarah Palin into our lives, she, he did that too, just so you know. <laughs> like, John has done a lot of things in his life that have just, you know. But, you know, to see this, that, you know, that he's actually trying to stand up for other people may or may not have something to do with the fact that he's going in to get uh, brain surgery in a couple of days. But still, like, he's still, like, advocating for the health of other people. And that, like, I just think is a little powerful. And that's kind of some of the traits that I liked about him actually when he was running for president in 2008. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see this side of John McCain. Cause I, I've known that he's had it in him for quite some time. Oh, thanks. Dex. You know, that's my boy. Ta, any of these I don't have any pride in any of these people. <laughs> um, so there's that. But um, if someone did anything useful this week, I would say John McCain was the most useful. Everyone else was just, Beyond ridiculous. And I don't know what th- those quotes that um the, the moose or mooch gave like the those pretty, we needed those the, the the world needed those quotes because we 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 were running out of alternative effects so we needed something else. <laughs> so, like his know. whole like train ride, um, out his of that whole train wreck was the most glorious thing I think I've ever seen. Um, it was amazing, like. Like every day, it was just like something else came out about him until it was over. Crash and burn special. Now you're talking about Donald Trump. Probably gonna come out of this with like the best job ever and a reality show. Well, he doesn't have any family for the reality show to film because his wife divorced him. um, Even better. And he also missed the birth of his child um, while he was. That's good. Like he'll be on the next next season of The Bachelor. That is great TV. Time for Q and A. Time for Q and A. We doing two or three? Uh, we'll do two. 
All righty then. Let's just knock the first. Let's see what we have here. So you guys can pick. I won't even um, insert my opinion. First one, um, we have person dead, place his house, thing, my success. On um, the second one, we have person father, place, no place, and thing is respect. And last but not least, we have person boyfriend, place, phone, thing, nude, pics. Uh, let's pick the second one. Okay. Any other? All right. All right, Ty, this is your um, language special. Actually, no, we should go with the last one. That's probably good. All right, last one first. Let's do last one. Other one's Ty's language special. All righty. I've been dating a fantastic man whom I love, um, sorry, for about a year. We're living together and everything has been ideal. It always starts off so nice. Everything. After listening to a different podcast together about a similar subject, he mentioned that he has new photos of various exes in his phone. He said that he doesn't look at the photos, but he nonetheless sees nothing wrong with keeping them. He asked me how I felt about it, and I really want to tell him to delete the pictures. But my last boyfriend broke up with me because I was too clingy. Um, I do everything in my power to make him comfortable in our relationship, including blocking my exes on social media. Am I just insecure or is this unacceptable? Um, I'll start. What's unacceptable is this question. The fact, that you're, blocking, <laughs> the fact that you're blocking people because <laughs> your exes asked you to do that, but you feel like you would be looking clingy if you ask him or her or whatever to delete photos of naked people that they've been with in the past you you sound crazy here like, <laughs> as soon as he like you sound crazy because like that's a that's something that should have just came off right away why do you have naked pictures of people that you've been with you you, you don't look at them okay well then delete them please like that's not a we can move on really because this is <laughs> um i don't, I don't have anything what were you gonna say that go ahead jay I just say I don't have anything really to add. Um, I feel like you're well within your right to ask them to delete the pictures. Uh, I think you're just paranoid that you're going to lose another boyfriend and you need to get over. It. Let that hurt go. Like it's time to let that, that stuff type of type of stuff go. Sorry. I think that if you um, ask to delete those pictures and you get broken up with, then your relationship was on um, shaky ground anyway, and it's best to get it over with. You absolutely should not be having naked pictures of people that you've been with in your phone in your or dating people that you want to be with or people that you've never been with like that's maybe dumb. it's not enough for her lease to be up and she just don't want to like ruin anything or she you know they're going to figure out that rent situation because that gets kind of messy yeah. you can't in a relationship you cannot have you cannot have feelings about something and not express them you can't tiptoe around those feelings in a real strong relationship so i don't know what you think this is but it's a ridiculous thing like you need to express yourself if you feel that way, I, I'm not saying that he's going to automatically, or whatever's happening here is in black, that um, he's going to automatically delete them. But I find it to be ridiculous that you would not even want to say anything because you don't want to appear clingy. How is it clingy to say, um, do you mind deleting those naked pictures of he other people and pictures. possibly put those naked pictures of me in there and uh, call it a day? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, it's ridiculous. Delete it. Let's move on. I'm sorry, William, did you have anything to say about this? I did, but you said let's move on, so I guess it doesn't even matter. No, no, no. <laughs> um, because what it sounds like to me is if it sounds like there are two problems here. The first problem is uh, homeboy has uh, past issues and he needs to get rid of these photographs. Otherwise, you shouldn't even be with him. That's number one. Number two is you have your own set of issues because you were too clingy and you're not assertive enough to say stand up for yourself in a relationship. You have your own issues that you need to go get checked out. You need to leave him alone and work on yourself. I say wait till your lease is up. Just just for the record. Yeah, when the lease is up. Thank you. Then y'all can move out. Because <laughs> you ain't going to be on Judge Judy looking foolish because right. you moved out. You still got to pay that lease. Two rents. No sense That's at all. Right. All right. So we had two more questions and we'll push the other one to next week, I assume. Um, yeah, let's do the, let's do the, you pick one, Ty. Um, for us, it would probably be more interesting if we went with person, dad, plays his house, thing, my success. Then we can identify with that a little bit better. 
Let's I go. agree. Um, I am a 24-year-old college graduate and have found a job that I love. I am not yet confident enough in my finances to rent an apartment. So I'm living with my parents while saving money and building credit. This, the problem is my father is stressing me out. He constantly yells at me over, um, and sorry, yells at me, eavesdrops on personal conversations with my mother and expresses his dissatisfaction with my life. He thinks I should be making money, more money, but I love my job and I'm certain my hours will improve when the economy rebounds. I don't want to ruin my savings by moving out Sorry, by moving out and paying all that rent, but dad's constant criticism is depressing. What should I do? See, that rent is an issue. Rent is always always like an issue. Factor. Life will be so much easier, but then there's rent. Right. The rent's just in the way. That, ain't that the truth? Anybody um, have any to be honest with you, like I've not not dealt with that, but kind of dealt with that. Like, and it's just like my parents to this day don't really understand my career path. Like they don't under, they don't get it, and like they don't have to get it. And sometimes when they like give me suggestions and stuff like that on what I could be doing, especially when I was working on a job that I like, but it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to be doing. Like they were encouraging, but they can only be so encouraging. You know what I mean? They don't understand it. So look at it in your perspective, like as millennials, we really just have to realize that our parents just, they don't get us a lot of times. Like they just won't, it's impossible for them. Like they just don't. And just take it as a grain of, with a grain of salt. Like they mean well, but like, it really doesn't matter. Like they love you. You love them, but like, don't put too much into what your parents are telling you they want out of your life. You'll be fine. Yeah. Like um, the best thing, like to just to piggyback on that, a lot of people don't realize this, but like, okay, our parents had color TV growing up, but that's about a uh, color TV and, and refrigerator. But that's about it as far as similarities to how we grew up versus how, like I'm sure my parents didn't grow up with no damn air conditioning. My parents didn't grow up with internet. My parents didn't grow up with any of the stuff that we grew up with, phones in our hands all the time. I mean, that was a big jump. And I don't know what's going to be different between us and our kids. I don't think it's going to be that big of a jump. I think it's going to be different variations of things that we already have, just improved variations. But I don't think it's going to be a big jump where like something like the internet is invented again in our lifetime. So, yeah, it's a good point, Dex. Um, and, and my advice is this. And based on my experience, I moved out of um, my house very young, I felt like, in my opinion. Um, and... I don't, I don't think that that's a great idea. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like I did the right thing now looking back on things because it was um, a big struggle for me. And I actually had a decent salary. I don't know what your salary is. Um, but when I moved out of my own, my salary was actually pretty decent, but there are so many expenses that you don't think about when you're living on your own that you just can't believe how much money it costs and how easily you burn through your money. Like when something happened to your car or something comes up or you have maybe a medical something going on and like all of a sudden you, you rip through your savings in like less than 24 hours. And so I think that you need to get over it. I think that you need to have a conversation with your dad, um, entertain whatever he's saying. Like my aunt, who I was living with at the time was irritating, you know, and opening up my mail, going through stuff, asking questions, where are you going, all this other stuff. I was so irritated that I was like, I'm getting out of here, I'm moving out. And it was probably the worst thing that I had ever done to myself. And it took me, once I had the greatest fall of my life, it took me about two years to recover financially from one big mistake that I made. Um, so I say that to say, I think that you have a plan and that you should stick with it. And I think you need to just put up with your father if you have a place to live and you can actually save your money and you can actually focus on your career. I think that his nagging is not going to be worse than his rent because nothing's worse than rent. We're not going to, um, we're not letting Todd go no place but last no more. Bill, go ahead because he'd be trying to wrap it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, William. Um, I, I, listen, to father, and endure whatever he finna say to you. Cause you do have a plan, but you should, like Ty said, if you gonna move out there, 
you still got to buy toilet paper. You still got to buy toothpaste. Like, you think you got rent covered. You got to buy salt. When like, you, you get hungry. You buying salt for your life. Like, right. I remember... You pepper. Like... <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I used to think, like, these little... We used to get... Like, I used to get an allowance or whatever. Like, $6 a week or something like that. And I used to remember thinking, damn, if I could just get, like, $100 a week or $100 a month, man, I would be rich. Like, literally, $5,000 in a month is is nothing. Like... Is nothing like you could just blow through that like with three bills oh, at this point. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> you said a hundred dollars with three bills or a thousand? Five thousand. I, I said five thousand. Going through five thousand dollars a month is nothing anymore. Like it's like it's really not. It's, it's nothing. <laughs> it's it's really easy. It is it's sick. I can't believe that you know that's something that I can say that we do, but it's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's really disgusting, I actually. Like, if I made $100,000 a year, I would make it in life. Right. But like, that's not it. That's not the business. I, 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 would, I would be comfortable. I would be able to, you know what I'm saying, live the life that, you know what I'm saying, where I'm not scrounging for money, scrounging up change in my car. That would be nice. No, you need at least like $300,000 a year coming in. A hundred. But that, I can't. A hundred's not going to do it. I'm telling you. It's really not going to do it. It's disgusting how much money you spend on little things. <laughs> And don't even realize it. Like a lotion is like a hundred dollars for a tube. Lotion, soap. Like why is soap so expensive? Everybody needs soap, but it's like a thousand dollars a pack. Like come on, like don't like be rich. And then you need to get dressed to go to work. So that means you got to pay your water bill, and then you got to pay the light bill because you can't get dressed in the dark. And you got to quill and all that stuff. Don't even. You need an ironing board because you can't go to work wrinkle. You ain't gonna have no job, and you need an iron. Like why? Yeah, but you got to pay water bill. You know that? Iron and you still want to come yet? No. When we get done going through, we have a fun complaining about adults. You got to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah, I've been doing this for you. Like, like anyway. you want to see, like y'all talking about this adult stuff. I'm telling you, you know what's happening. People are turning the damn t- the TV off because we're all adults out here. We don't want to hear how hard it is to be adults. We know we have to get up in the morning and put gas in our car that we haven't been doing it for two weeks. We haven't been putting gas in our car since Sunday because we don't have the money for it. Like we want, we don't want to hear about adulting. <laughs> time for just a time. Yes. questions at. Brotalklive.com slash questions and we will get to your question if we can. The turn be expensive as hell too. <laughs> oh Jesus. Time for just the time. Um this segment is called Little Did You Know? Um, and this is gonna be a segment of um, little fun facts that uh I hope are well done. <laughs> we'll see. Uh do you guys know the meaning of I'm gonna give you three songs and I just want to know if you know the real meaning to these songs. Because we all know the songs, but like, do we know what they're actually about? What's TLC Waterfalls about? HIV. Okay. Anyone else? Like prevention or something like that? I don't know, like false dreams or something like that. Are they going to lead to your downfall? I assume? Forest dreams? That put, like brand? What are you talking about? Forest dreams that lead to your downfall. Oh, false. I thought you said forest. I'm like, what the? All right. Um, Bill, you know what TLC? Um, I think it's uh it's a double entendre. Like I think it's about I know there's something well, in there about time. um yeah. sorry what? <laughs> you said double entendre, that's another word. Oh, oh yeah. We actually didn't read that. That's our, that's our, that's our SAT vocabulary list. <laughs> um uh it's like I know there's some HIV prevention in there, but I think this is a song about staying in your lane. Don't go chase the water force, the water well, force. Stick to the that's what it is about the name. Never mind. Please That's what people want to be about. Rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Uh, but yeah, it's about deathly consequences of illegal drug dealing and contracting AIDS from unprotected sex. So I was right. Dex was oh. right. Good One job, day man. he goes and takes a glimpse in the mirror, but he doesn't right. recognize his own face. His health is fading and he doesn't know why. Three letters took him to his to final, final rest in place. place. Y'all what don't hear me. Was, was it AIDS or HIV? HIV. HIV. He's got four letters. Three letters. He got four letters. <laughs> Wasn't they were talking about the four letter one, but they only added three because three were, made it because it rhymed. The Macarena, do you guys know uh, what that song is actually about? No, letting loose. <laughs> uh, close, Bill. Do you know what the Macarena is about? Uh, wild and crazy sex. Oh, Dex, what you doing? Oh, get it. Ooh. Oh. 
<laughs> Snatch that hand down. Oh. <laughs> hey, my girl in <laughs> um, Well, that song, if you don't know, is about a girl named Macarena um, whose boyfriend went out of town and she cheated on him with two of his cute friends. Oh. <laughs> hey, I was like, wild, crazy sex. <laughs> now, come on, what was I supposed to do? He was out of town and his friends were so fine. And that whole Spanish part means give your body happiness, Macarena, because your body is for receiving happiness and good stuff. Really? So oh. that's what all that yeah, home yeah, like Macarena, 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 whatever. Um, last but not least, um, every breath you take. Every move you make. I love this song. Exactly how they voice sound. I love it. Oh, actually, go being strident. Police brutality. I don't know. No, this song is about like it's like stalking. I've actually never heard this song. Doubt that it's. It's the same uh, song that Diddy used for Alvin. I know they sampled it, but I don't know what I've never heard the actual song. Like I know they sampled it. I didn't take the time to listen to it though. The actual song. Yeah, it's about. Song. I know the other song. one, word for word. <laughs> um, I think this is about. Uh... All right, it took too long. Um, yeah, it's about an obsessive stalker. Um, but it sounds hey, like a love song. Let's go, Jets. With lyrics like, "Oh, can't you see you belong to me? You belong How my pure, poor heart aches with every step you take." Every move every you make, move you make. every <laughs> you break, every smile you fake, every claim you stake, I'll be watching you. That sounds like some stuff. That's really creepy. You know, it's funny that you said a lot of this stuff I know because I've, I've done these things and like looked up different things. One of the Lionel Richie songs, he's like talking to like, I think it's like the Hello song or whatever. He's like talking to like a 14 year old, or like a child or something. It's cr- like, look into this stuff. It's crazy. It's nasty. All right, some more fun facts, really quick ones, though. Um, Mountain Dew basically uh, contains a lot of orange juice. So it's basically lemon lime with um, orange juice in it. Doubt it. That's what it say on the, on the package. Right? They lying. What kind of orange juice <laughs> is that? Orange juice and acid. Yeah, because Mountain Dew will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> what is yellow? Don't I don't know what that is. That That's my coloring. Who coloring? Uh, mm-hmm. To get that orange out from the orange juice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Put that acid down. <laughs> Pigs are pollinated by female wasps who lose their wings in the process of pollination. The wasp has no way to get out of the fig, so they die inside, and then the fig's enzymes break down and dissolve the wasp. That's so a waste. That's next, interesting. That's a waste because next time you eat fig newtons and that little crunchy stuff. Nobody does. That's the problem. That's why it's a waste. Nobody eats them. Feed them little roaches inside. <laughs> 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 you know, pick these. I'll be having them, that little heart part. The little, the little, br- <laughs> be crunching against your teeth. Yeah, that little oh, heart cheek. Pick these are so nasty. I'll be like, oh no, that's just sugar. So now you know you eating wasps and roaches. Yeah, wasp wings. <laughs> wasp wings. Jason, the way um, you get roaches from. Um, did you realize that lollipops are just you swallowing your own flavored spit? That's basically what you're doing. I know. That's disgusting. So, next time you're just tasting your own spit, so enjoy it. This edition of Bro Talk Live was brought to you by What the Health because now I don't want to eat anything. <laughs> like, I'm over it. <laughs> like, think about when you even when you eat with a fork, it's like you're putting something. I hate it. Speaking of being over it, time for Dex's BS Report. <laughs> All right, guys out there that are watching, when anytime a lady says size, does it matter? Just listen to her. There was a man, a 30-year-old man, who actually was, he died on the operating table of getting penile enlargement sur- surgery. Oh, so what happens is they drain uh, <laughs> fat from your stomach, and then they pump it into your penis to make it like, longer or larger. Uh, you decide that you're all lumpy and shit. Well, so what happened? Well, they smoothed it out. So what happened during this situation is while he was on the operating table, you know, the part where they pulled the fat out, there was some type of an infection or something like that that happened, and it actually uh, blocked blood from making it to his penis area. So when they cut the penis, the man um, passed away. He suffered a heart attack and died on on the operating table. So guys, work with what you got. Um, there's a, a man in Texas who has a very 
interesting situation that I don't even think Mari can help with. So he was, he was said that he was the father of this girl's child. And what happened was they were taking money out of his paychecks, but since he had direct deposit, he never really paid attention to it. He never knew that the government was pulling like large sums of money out of his paychecks every month for five years. So he finally like was told like, you know, you actually might have this daughter. So he's like, Oh, I didn't know anything about this. Let me get a DNA test. So he took a DNA test and it was determined that he was not the father. Oh, crazy part about it is he's been paying this for five years and in Texas there's a limit like if a person is listed as the father on a birth certificate and they don't contest it within a certain time limit they're legally responsible and they have to oh, get no, no 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 girls if you're in Texas you have a baby yeah you just uh, don't like uh, trigger somebody on there <laughs> they're the father and they have to pay for it <laughs> I would take that to the supreme effing court there is no damn way I'm paying for that baby Absolutely not. And the final BS report. And I want to be reimbursed for my change. Reimbursed. You will give me my money back. Snatch all that money back from that kid. I don't care. And then the final BS report story of the day. So there's going to be a new live action Lion King movie. And people are now saying and putting this storyline out there that they actually might give us a swerve and actually make Simba, the main character in the Lion King, gay. So they said that what, what happened is Simba, will, when he's we meets up with the same sex couple, Timon and Pumbaa, they kind of like show him a different side. I'm like, oh, my God, you got this so <laughs> Like, no, it's not fair because people can't see the bottom. Like they're being ignorant. Anyway, so apparently, so what happens is they teach him the, the different ways of like expressing themselves and learning like his, you know, who he is as a man. So long story short, he decides that he is gay, and then he actually marries his childhood friend Naji, who will replace the Nala character in the movie. So, so we'll see like what happens with that. Um, and that has been Dex's BS report for the week. There's I mean, also all you have to do is let me know so I cannot see it. There was also a story that said Beyonce was going to be paid $25 million to play I Nala. I did that so. as well, but I, I thought that was less you can't, If Najee's there, Nala's not going to be there, so. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe they could do, maybe it'll be, which I think will make more sense if they well, wanted to be gay too. If they wanted to go with this storyline, they could make Beyonce Nala, Nala and have somebody else play Simba and then just have this as Simba's like grandkids or something like this. Can we so you just can't mess now. You can't change feel, the original story to fit like what we're dealing with in 2017. Like that doesn't make sense. Like listen, tell a different story. They're gonna, they gonna put a vest I, on one of them hyenas and make a duray like they did that. Do something. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I feel like all of those white supremacists who were over the fact that they were making a black Andy, just leave it the original way. <laughs> like, I, and look, did we, I, and did I, we tell them to stop? Don't, don't change the original. <laughs> we, that we, Andy movie bombed like all time. Like that was an all time bomb. All yeah. time. It was. All right. Um, mm-hmm. That was Dex's BS report. You guys have any seats this week that you would like to pass on to um, people out there in the universe? Um, I do, but it goes to myself because I've been breaking all of my electronics. So like, I just have to see myself at this point. I'm sorry, Dex, were you done? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I wrapped it up. So, okay. Um, no, but I have a seat though. I, so yesterday I don't, I don't consider myself like a troll, but I just like to have fun. And really like, <laughs> and wait, I also, wait, 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 before you even do that, I you don't need identify. to personally acknowledge but this, well, this is part of my scene. So I'm, I'm not going to give it the whole thing. I just want to publicly recognize Dex and Ty. Like, they're the greatest people I ever know. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So, yeah, Will posted a status about beating your children, right? Like, he said that he basically said he was out in public, whatever. This person shot. About doing what? Beating what? He didn't say, like, beating your children. He was just saying, like, there should be a level of discipline or whatever with your children if they're out. Okay. So for me, I commented and I said to on Will's post, who I know, I said, I think you should talk to your children. You don't have to beat them. You should just talk to them. That's what I said. That's my opinion. Will commented back on it and I commented back on his comment. And that was the end of it. And then like I'm right. at work like a grown man. <laughs> And these like people like that I don't even know are like calling me stupid, telling me to sit my dumb ASS in the corner, like all these other things, like talking about this grown man who you don't even know. And I'm just like, I'm just taking it. I'm working. Like I'm at work. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm at work. So I go on there and I look at it. They're very, very old people. And it's like, you 
if you don't like what I said, sir, ma'am, you could just not comment. I mean, literally, guys, it was two people, a grown man, an old grown man and an old grown woman she's going back and forth talking she's, she's not about me. Old, though. Well, she's, that picture she's around my age. That picture says differently. Age like a banana. Oh, God. Ooh, but no, you can't for me, I'm just thinking like, no, thank you. Why are you going off on me like this? Like, <laughs> that's my opinion. Oh, I said what I said, and it's not changing. <laughs> so then I just had to. Really, I sat there, guys, literally. Like Will's phone was probably how old? How, name, old, how old did you think she was next? <laughs> how how old you think she was? He was decrepit. Like that man was like in diapers. Like he so how old, old. she? How old she? <laughs> Older than, older than me, I know that. <laughs> Much older than me. <laughs> About 45. Well, she was old enough to say that if a child screams for cookies in church, pop them in the mouth. You have to be like a phosphate if you say stuff like that. <laughs> like that's she's, actually, she's actually probably a year older than me. <laughs> that's <laughs> Does she have kids? She ain't moisturizing. She no kids. No. <laughs> she ain't moisturizing. <laughs> Listen, listen, they ran up one hundred I never argue online. Like it's like a thing of mine that whenever someone gives an opinion, I completely ignore them. But for some reason, I just decided to engage <laughs> these people because they were so passionate about other people beating their kids that I've been like, there are so many ways to discipline a kid besides beating them. Like, why are you so passionate about telling your kids to sit down and shut up in the corner? Like, I see people that be like, shut the fuck up, dumbass bitch. Like, and like, that really irritates me. And so, like, there are other ways to raise kids. You to beat your kids. As if your kids are some kind of successful example. Your kids aren't anything. Your kids ain't shit. Like, you don't tell them how to raise kids. The one guy when when we he was going on back and forth, like I was, <laughs> I was watching wrestling. I was very, I was in there. I wanted to not be He goes to me. I have four kids, and one of them is getting ready to go into college. And I'm like, well, you know what people do in college because they don't make good choices all the time in college. You better I hope you raise them right. Like, just leave me alone because I can be real like a nonchalant about talking to you. So just leave me alone. I'm then so they unable. Like. When me and, when we left the conversation finally, like they were still talking about it. it's like, well, it's like talking to a brick wall. And like they started like going in on I'm like, I'm done now because I have other things to do. I had time, I engaged, and then now I'm finished. But it was like it was really an experiment for me because I was wondering how how long they would engage this conversation. And like <laughs> you kept going. Like you really wanted me to change my opinion, and it's not happening. Like, that's why I don't understand about people who argue online. Like, what is the point of that? So I was entertained by it. I was like, I have all day. And then they gave the all time bless me so good. They go, spare the rod, spoil the child. (laughs) Listen listen here. Don't ever tell me that. Don't don't read the only scripture that you know so you can beat the shit out of your kids and then blame (laughs) it on God. That's what you're about to do. Like, that's what really irritates me. Like, no. No. So let me tell y'all. I what happened was yesterday I was in the dentist's office and the my my I go to like a family dental office, but the dental office is really small. And so this woman walked in off the street, her and a friend, and like they had two kids were like ripping and running and bouncing and knocking things. And here's I don't mind children ripping and running, like I really don't have a problem with children expressing themselves doing what they do like their children they let them let their minds wander but these kids these two little girls were like picking up coat hangers and like knocking down umbrella racks and like wiping off the papers off the table and like jumping from chair to chair and throwing things at each other i'm just like you need to get a grip on your children like something has to be done and so that's where that post came from. I didn't care whether they beat their kids or not. That's not my business. I don't live with them. I, let your babies be free. That's your business. But it blessed my spirit so much to see y'all troll on my timeline. It really did something for me. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have a seat. I'm just going to let mine on pets. If you guys want to give a seat on my to my apartment complex for ripping up, literally they had to take out the whole roof. In my ceiling. Damn. Are you? They're not bathroom. done yet. Sorry. 
No, they had to rip the whole thing down today. You're not done a, yet. They're not done no, with, your, with your roof yet. It's, this is a new oh, leak. Give, before, when we done this, you gonna give me the phone number, and I'm gonna get to the bottom of all this leakage. Like this is to me, you know, to me, like this is not okay. Like I, I don't know. Like I'm not in your personal business, but like if let this reveal. Well, now you are. No, and now everybody watching Bro Talk Live is in the personal business. You putting it out there, bro. <laughs> I, you can't like I can't I'm not gonna like write these checks every month for these I mean these fees are like behind ridiculous like you have to make good money to be able to live in these apartments and like I'm not having a hole in the roof like I want to fix before I get here <laughs> I know what's right uh, I, I do understand that it does take time to do things no no I don't I'm priority number one <laughs> How long, priority. Could, how long did it take to rebuild that gym Dry. when I ran it over? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, don't you guys have anything else to say? Uh, we're, we're done with the show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell a friend, and comment. Don't forget to also check out the podcast. Um, sorry, my voice is just getting lower because I'm very sick, and my throat seems like it's just caving in on me at any moment right now. <laughs> caving um, in. Dex, before I die. <laughs> no thanks. Nothing. No, I'll, I'll say all good. All right, uh, Ty, you good? Um, uh, there's a slight possibility that I won't be present next week, everyone. So, um, oh, yeah, are we, have, are, are we having a show next week? What is okay. this? We should probably, I probably, not. I won't be here. What are we doing? But I want everyone, all my fans, to realize that, um, it's Tyson is getting married next week. Right. He's he's and having his nuptials are, next week. Welcome to Wish Me Well Wishes in my absence. So um everyone say and, a prayer for Lou, our little lady named Nicole because she's me. gonna need it. Lou of Flowers, I'll give you all the link y'all can send y'all cash donations to. You'll send, you'll send out the Venmo number to the Twitter account so um, we can collect these funds for Tyson. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Tell, show right. us how appreciative you really are. Yeah. For Bill, for Ty, for Dex, um, we'll try to have an answer for you on whether or not we're having a show. Um, and we'll go from there. We'll end you with Dex's smiling face. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Goodbye. <laughs>